Good afternoon to you. Welcome into Access Health Radio. I'm Brennan Dixon, along with our host and the president and founder of Access Healthcare, Dr. Brian Force. Of course, we cover various health topics and help you be a better informed health consumer. Today's show, though, talking about the largest organ in your body and how to take care of it. Welcome to Access Health Radio. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we'll be talking about how you can take care of your skin and keep it healthier on Access Health Radio. As always, we'd like to acknowledge the companies that help support our wonderful program. Thanks this week to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping at costs that are much lower often than even the big box pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. And Dr. Forrest, if people want more information about the show or want to find out information about your practice, where can they find it? If listeners want to send general non-emergent questions and possibly have their question answered on the show, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. They can also like our page on Facebook at Access Health, or they can send email to accesshealthradio at gmail.com with their contact information. If they'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to acchealth.com. Again, that's acchealth.com, or they can call 919 919- 363-0190. And after the show, you can also listen to an on-demand podcast at WPTF.com, and we will provide links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com. Dr. Forrest, many people are concerned about their skin in terms of wrinkles and appearance, but according to you, taking care of your skin can be a matter of life and death. How so? Well, it's estimated that about 10,000 people will die in the United States just this year alone due to the most deadly skin cancer, melanoma. About 1 in 10 of people diagnosed with melanoma will actually die in a given year. And that's a serious health problem, and it can be prevented. Other forms of skin cancer are much more common, but these are rarely fatal. Almost 50% of all Americans will have at least one skin cancer, either squamous cell or basal cell, by the age of 65. So it is actually a more common cancer than all of the other cancers combined. Most skin cancers can be treated with excisional biopsies, although some require multiple removals and larger excisions that can be disfiguring. So what can be done to take care of your skin? The most important thing to do to protect your skin is protecting it from the sun. And this might seem obvious, but whenever possible, you want to try to be in the shade when outside, especially between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. when the UV exposure is particularly high and people can sunburn in less than 20 minutes. Now, umbrellas, most people think of them for rain, but they were actually originally designed to provide shade from the sun. So if you're outside midday and not at some event where they're prohibited, don't be embarrassed to get out an umbrella and give yourself some shade. Second, you want to wear protective clothing, wide-brimmed hats, Long sleeves and pants are also helpful. In hot weather, this can be a challenge, but some clothes are designed for it with sort of a tight-knit fabric that's very thin with synthetic fibers, and many of these can provide a ultraviolet protection factor of up to 30 or more. Some laundry additives can also give clothing some ultraviolet protection, and some clothing lines are specifically designed for this and can be found at outdoor sports stores. Stores that cater to fishermen also often carry 
carry a whole line of clothing that can be protective for hours of direct exposure. And last but not least, certainly, is sunscreen. You want to use a broad-spectrum sunscreen with UVA and B coverage with an SPF of at least 30. You want to apply it generously, and you want to put it back on at least every two hours or more often if you get wet. You know what that sound means? It's time for the Excess Health Radio Tip of the Week. So there's a lot of confusions about sunscreens. You don't want to just go down to the store and just pick up a sunscreen and just assume the number on it is what it is. You know, in testing on sunscreens, there's a wide variation in how much protection you actually get, and particularly as it comes to UVA versus UVB. So at a minimum, you want to reapply sunscreen within 30 minutes of getting out of the water. And, you know, a lot of these, even the ones that say they're waterproof, lose their effectiveness after sweating or swimming. And some screens won't be effective, excuse me, when applied to wet skin. So you need to be dry when you apply. Ideally, you want to put the sunscreen on at least 30 minutes prior to being exposed to water. Coming up, we'll talk about some of these specific products available to protect you from the sun, and we'll have Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week here on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back on Access Health Radio. I'm Brendan Dixon along with the host and president and founder of Access Healthcare, Dr. Brian Force. Of course, if you'd like more information about the show, you can always visit our website, accesshealthradio.com, or we're on Facebook as well at Access health radio. So Dr. Forrest, we were talking a little bit about before the break and offered to give some tips. So what are some of the better products that you are aware of for sun protection? There has been some extensive testing that's been done by Consumer Reports magazine. They do that on a regular basis. And this past year, they sort of tested a bunch of sunscreens from all different brands, all different price points. And when they did that, what they found that was surprising was that often some of the lower priced, less expensive sunscreens actually performed better than many of the much more expensive sort of boutique type sunscreens. So I'm going to give a a brief list of some of the top performers. And then I also want to talk about the price differential, too, because it's substantial. So the first one that they ranked really highly is called La Roche-Posay Anthelio 60 Melt-In Sunscreen. And this is a product that they found it to be very, very effective. However, it's $32. And for a container of sunscreen, most people would find that sort of beyond their budget, especially if you're down at the beach or you're putting it on multiple family members, you're going to run through that $32 three or four times per day probably. So right after that, uh, we have Equate Sport Lotion with an SPF of 50, which was only $12. So this was really one that gave just as good a protection uh, and is really inexpensive. So this is more something that's budget friendly and is still going to protect your skin. And then there's options. you got to think about kids. Uh, You don't necessarily always want to put the same sunscreens on children as adults. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about sort of spray sunscreens in a minute. But um, in particular, Pure pure brand Sun Defense Disney Frozen Lotion, uh, which is SPF 50, they found to be a great product, and it's only $6. So if you really want to protect your kids and you want to do it with something that's very effective and also cost-effective, this Pure Sun Defense Disney Frozen Lotion is very effective. And next, and this is one that's a little bit more commercially available, you'll see this at most stores, uh, is Copper Tone Water Babies Lotion. Uh, And I see this frequently, and uh, this is actually what I would use on my own kids generally uh, because I 
can find it and can pick it up. But this was found to be very, very effective. It has an SPF of 50 and was only $12. So $12 and you're getting something very effective that's safe to use on kids. Uh, that's probably a really good choice for them. Also, they had a Quate Ultra Protection Lotion, which was SPF 50 at $10. Uh, that's really, really a good price for something that's going to perform that well. One of the key ingredients to look for is avobenzone, and that's very important for protecting you from the different types of UV light. So look for that on whatever brand you're going to buy. And then just a, a moment on spray sunscreens. So the most effective one by Consumer Reports was found to be the Trader Joe's Spray SPF 50 Plus and also Banana Boat Sun Comfort Clear Ultra Mist. Um, and then for a really budget item was Equate Sport Continuous Spray SPF 30. And these were the best of the spray sunscreens, but there's some things you have to think about when you're using spray. First, it's really important not to use this with kids. And one of the reasons is if you're spraying it anywhere near a kid, uh, they're not going to have the discipline or be able to necessarily keep from inhaling that mist. And you really don't want some of these sunscreens inhaled into the lungs. So I would just avoid using spray sunscreen around kids altogether. If it's the only thing you had, you could always spray some on your own hand uh, and then apply that, rub that on. But you don't want to be spraying it anywhere near where kids can breathe it in. Um, you also, even if you're using spray sunscreen, you need to make sure that you're applying it and then rubbing it in. So you don't just spray it and then, you know, run into the pool. Uh, you want to rub the spray in evenly once you've sprayed it and keep the nozzle fairly close or the coverage may not be what you want. What about hats and clothing that may be beneficial? Well, let's talk about hats first. I always tell my patients that if they ever see me outside of the office, they likely won't even recognize me because I usually have on a large, wide-brimmed hat and wrap-around sunglasses. And although this might not be the most current fashion statement, it really can save your life. So your head and face are the most sun-exposed area of your body in general. Baseball caps look great and are stylish, but they don't offer any ear or neck coverage and allow a lot of side light UV rays to come in and get even to the front of your face. So hats do not have to be expensive, but you should look for one that has an SPF rating of at least 30. And the brim of the hat needs to be four inches to give you a good angle coverage and preferably the front and rear of the hat should angle down slightly. So a few brands to mention that, that, that I've seen that have this SPF rating, most Columbia, uh, Tilly, and Sun, there's a brand of hat called Sunday Afternoons, uh, they usually meet these specifications. Second, long sleeves and long pants can be really hot in the summer, but they do a terrific job of cutting down UV exposure. Some people say that, you know, wearing that, that can be uncomfortable, but to that, I would say sometimes having sunscreen on is also uncomfortable. So some clothing lines are really designed for this and are meant to be cool and not uncomfortable as well. So Columbia has a line called PFG that is actually meant for fishermen, but it really meets a lot of those criteria. It's also kind of a budget-friendly option. And many of these type shirts are vented in the back. They let air in, but not the sun. Uh, Ex Officio is another brand. It's sort of my favorite personally. And a lot of these actually even have built-in insect repellent into the cloth. So they not only protect you from the sun, they can also protect you from mosquitoes, which is also really terrific in the summer. And the mesh, mesh vents that these shirts have in the back, along with that thin synthetic fabric that wicks away sweat, makes these shirts pretty comfortable even when it's 90 degrees plus outside and they give you outstanding sun protection. So we've gone over clothing and sunscreen, but Dr. Force, what are some other things we can do to keep our skin healthy? 
This one's going to surprise a lot of people, Brandon. One of the things you can actually do to keep your skin healthy is eating a healthy diet. We know that diets that are high in the wrong type of fats, diets that don't have an adequate intake of vitamins and minerals really can affect the skin. So it's really important. You want to eat plenty of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and lean proteins. The association between diet and acne is not real clear, but some research suggests that having enough vitamin C in your diet and a diet that's low in the unhealthy fats and processed or refined carbohydrates may actually promote younger skin. Um, the next one is a big one is don't smoke. Uh, you know, this has been shown to increase wrinkles and make skin look much older in appearance. It damages the collagen and elastin, which are sort of the proteins in your body that help it have that sort of spring back feature. And so if you don't have collagen and elastin, your, your skin loses all of that stretchability and it sort of becomes flat. Um, and it decreases oxygen and blood flow to the skin as well. So you really want to either stay away from smoke or if you're smoking currently, consider quitting. Next, you want to manage stress. Stress has been linked to breakouts of acne and also increased inflammation of the skin. Uh, and next, and this might surprise some people, you really want to treat your skin gently. Uh, you don't want to use super hot water and really, really long showers or baths. Those can actually remove critical oils from your skin. So you want to use warm, comfortable, but not hot water. And when you have the opportunity, try to use milder soap. Some of the stronger soaps can actually deprive your skin of natural oil that it actually needs. And another consideration is shaving. So if you are shaving and you're using a blade razor, you want to have something to lubricate the skin like shaving cream or lotion. And you also want to make sure the blade is clean before you shave and shave in the direction of hair growth. Uh, if you are having uh, problems with your skin with shaving, especially in those areas, a lot of times an electric razor can be beneficial. But make sure even with an electric razor that your blades or your heads do not need to be replaced and keep them clean. And again, after washing or bathing, instead of just scrubbing all of the water off your body, sort of pat and blot your skin rather than scrubbing off every last drop because your skin needs some of that moisture. And if your skin does get dry, be sure to moisturize it for a type that sort of fits your skin type. Um, and consider you may getting a moisturizer that actually has some of that sun protection built in. What about doing all-over skin exams to look for suspicious lesions? When should someone see a physician to have their skin looked at? Well, interestingly, studies have been done to evaluate whether an overall skin exam every year helps prevent skin cancers, and the evidence has not shown that it clearly does. However, having any spot or lesion on the skin that is new, different, changing, or larger than a pencil eraser is reasonable to have looked at by your physician. It does not have to be done by a dermatologist. In fact, most primary care physicians are trained to identify and biopsy skin lesions that might be suspicious. The official diagnosis actually comes from a dermatologist pathologist that looks at the biopsy specimen under a microscope to determine if there's any cancer or what type of cells might be in the biopsy. And if a cancer is identified, then sometimes a dermatologist is needed to do what's called Mohs surgery. And Mohs surgery is where you actually remove skin, look at it under a microscope, and then you remove more skin until you see that under the microscope there's absolutely no cancer cells left. Coming up, we're going to summarize some key points and give you some good takeaways from today's show. Plus, we'll have Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. Welcome back to Access Health Radio here on News Radio 680 WPTF. I'm Brendan Dixon, along with Dr. Brian Force, the president and founder of Access Healthcare. We've been talking about how to take care of your skin. So, Dr. Force, what are the key take-home messages about taking care of it that listeners should remember? Well, first and foremost, all ultraviolet light exposure causes skin damage and aging. So reducing it as much as possible is really important. 
Second, use a sunscreen that actually works. Uh, there are several good brands that are effective, as we discussed, and some of them are actually much less expensive. Uh, I'll actually put a link on uh, the landing page that'll have that, uh, that article that has those brands again uh, so that people can reference that. And then lastly, shade and clothing works as well or better than sunscreen. So if you have an option to use a canopy while you're tailgating, an umbrella if you're in a no-shade area, or if you wear clothing specifically designed to give you some protection, that's really going to help you out. So the bottom line is that UV exposure builds up over a lifetime. So while nobody can completely avoid it, you really want to try and minimize it. That sound means it's time for the Excess Health Radio Trivia of the Week. So it might surprise you to know that uh, the largest organ in the body is the skin. And on average, it actually takes up 21 square feet of area. And if you took it off and put it on a scale, just your skin by itself on average weighs about 10 pounds, around 7 pounds in women and a little more than 12 pounds in men. So uh, you are carrying around some weight with your skin. <laughs> Something to definitely keep in mind. What are the keys to remember for skin health? Well, besides UV protection, be gentle with your skin. Uh, you do not want to use any harsh astringents or detergents, and you want to avoid excessive hot water. If your skin gets dry, then moisturize it, and a moisturizer with SPF built in is great. Uh, also, a healthy diet and keeping your stress intact uh, and managed can really be good for your skin as well. And lastly, if you want your skin to stay as young and wrinkle-free as long as possible, then instead of worrying about Botox, just make sure you're staying away from cigarette smoke. And Dr. Forrest, provide a wrap-up for our listeners. So today we've been talking about the largest organ in your body, your skin. And a lot of times, you know, people think about heart health. They think about brain health. You know, they think about their lungs and their other uh, vital organs. Uh, but I'm here to tell you that your skin is actually one of your vital organs. Uh, you know, we can't live without our skin. And so it's incredibly important that we do our best to try to take care of it. And I hope I've shared some really practical tips and, and useful features for ways you can do that today. Um, and if there's one thing to remember, it's that, you know, you, you get this one set of skin. You want it to look as good as you can, as long as you can. You also want to avoid any skin cancers. You know, even the skin cancers that are not malignant and don't cause, uh, you know, deadly disease, even those skin cancers cause you to have to go through unnecessary biopsies. They have to cause you to go through and get, uh, you know, stitches taken out that you really didn't wish you had done. So you really want to avoid anything that's going to promote any kind of skin problems if you can. And the most important of all those things, and I know that we need sunlight. People know that uh, sunlight produces vitamin D when our skin uh, is exposed to it, but it really only takes about five or six minutes on a daily basis to get vitamin D. So it's really important if, if nothing else on our show today, I want to make sure listeners know every time you can, you want to protect your skin from, a, from a levels of ultraviolet light, whether that's with clothing, whether that's with shade, whether that's with a canopy, an umbrella, or sunscreen. Just make sure to protect your skin and it'll protect you for a lifetime. Uh, our scripture today is from Romans 12.4. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health. Join us next week as Dr. Forst and Mike Davis will be discussing why vaccines for adults may be just as important as for children. <music>